Hey guys, this is Dave with Dynasty Dorks, here to spend a Sunday with you. Uh, Sundays are just not the same without football, so I thought, you know what, let's have a Sunday podcast, let's do a live stream. Um, so I, I got two of the guys on here, free agency is is kind of kicking off already, and uh, we just want to have a little pregame with you, set the table, talk about what we can possibly expect this week, and uh, I'll start off with just introducing the guys. So Jordan? Hey, I'm Jordan. I work for uh, Gridiron Ratings. I mainly do a lot of DFS work, and I touch on Dynasty and Redraft. You can find me at gridironratings.com. Welcome welcome to the show. Thank you for having me on. My name is Gary, a.k.a. the IDP Tipster on Twitter. Uh, I, too, am a product of gridironratings.com. I'm the senior lead IDP analyst and NFL analyst for the defensive players. Uh, just like to write, like to talk defense. Well, we got some moves today. So I want to start the show off with first just talking about some breaking news. If you don't notice, Jordan has a, uh, a body <laughs> body beautiful, as Daniel Jeremiah would call him. Um, AJ Dillon, um, it was a huge, you know, that's been a huge talk this, this whole offseason about by A.J. Dillon. He's going to be the you know the starting running back of the Green Bay Packers, and everybody was pretty much acting like it was a done deal. Aaron Jones is out of town. Breaking news, Aaron Jones signs a four-year, $48 million deal about 15, 20 minutes ago. Um, he is going to stay with the Green Bay Packers, um, so that adds some continuity to that offense. Jamal Williams probably out the door, and A.J. Dillon probably slides right into that Jamal Williams role, which is not a bad role. Um, if you look at the snap counts, if you look at the the touches, um, really when it comes down to carries, Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams were very not very far apart when it comes to the carries. It's just the passing game is where you saw a lot of Aaron Jones usage um, in comparison to uh, Jamal Williams. And then when A.J. Dillon was out there, he looked good. So um, he's someone that honestly I think now is probably a good time to go buy him. Um, what are you guys' thoughts on the Aaron Jones signing? For me, Aaron Jones, I I always valued him a little bit less than what more nor people did. And for AJ Dillon, that hype I was not buying. I I didn't. I felt like the Green Bay Packers were going to bring in a running back regardless. I felt like it was going to be through the draft for that pass catching role, and he didn't have that pass catching upside. But as of now, with age Aaron Jones re-signing, I personally think now is a better time to buy because people are going to fire sale him. And, I mean, I saw trade offers where people declined DeAndre Hopkins for A.J. Dillon and stuff. I'm looking at that, and I'm like, how – now looking back, hindsight's 2020, but, man, are those people upset. And I, I like A.J. Dillon's talent, but Matt LaFleur had Derrick Henry before. Like, people forget he comes from Tennessee coaching Derrick Henry. In the beginning of the year, he was underutilizing him. It took to that end of the stretch where Derrick Henry took over for them and they finally got rid of Deion Lewis in that sense. And it's it's pretty funny that uh, Aaron or AJ Dillon is actually following that career path where a pass catching running back that isn't a you know workhorse is staying ahead of him and just getting paid for it. What do you what about you, Gary? Well, you know, we had the IDP initiative um, <laughs> draft going on uh, over this last few weeks, and I was trying to pull that up real quick, see where he went in that. It's a keeper league. I mean, what, 
I'm not shocked they re-signed him. I think this happens every year with all kinds of different players. You know, people start hitting free agency, and when you got names, the big names on there, nine times out of ten they end up back home. You know, and he was—he's definitely a key cog to that offense. So I—I I don't know. I'm not shocked in a re-signing. I don't know. I've—I've I've never owned him. Never owned him in any of my leagues. Never have owned him. Um, I'm more, I don't know. He's not my type of running back, I guess, but you know, yeah. definitely wouldn't kick him off my roster. Just never have drafted him. But, uh, yeah, I'm sure there are some Dylan truthers out there right now that are just, you know, what can you do? What can you say about that besides oops? You know? Yeah. Well, Aaron Jones, you know, Aaron Jones believers got it, got him at a discount the last two off seasons, last season and this season. Cause even in startups last year, people were just forecasting him to be off. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he's, he's obviously one of the top producers. He was one of the best values in drafts last year. And if you had your startup already, or you've already had some drafts like a best ball or something like that, you got a tremendous value with Aaron Jones going in the third or fourth round as your possible RB two, or even if you waited and he's your RB one. Um, so, uh, in, our, uh, in a redraft here or in our keeper league, he went at two eight and was the one two. Looks like about the tenth guy off the board, tenth running back. Oh. That is, I mean, now it is. That's Aaron Jones or AJ yeah. Dillon? Jones. Oh, okay. <laughs> I My thought AJ Dillon was going My to. Bad. Dillon went 4-10 and about the 20th running back. Yeah. So 4-10 is really rich for someone that's not the uh, number one, not, not the number one back in their own backfield. So he's still young. There's still potential, um, you know, if it's a startup and things like that, but for uh, season-long drafts, uh, AJ Dillon's gonna—he's definitely gonna fall um, to the bottom of wards. So we had some other news: uh, Marcus Cannon, uh, line, some lineman news, not so sexy, but Marcus <laughs> Cannon was traded from the Patriots to the Texans. Uh, Nick Cesario has—you uh, know—he's—he's he's got some um, history with Marcus Cannon. He was with the Patriots, and now he's with the Texans. So you—you you can expect to see some similar moves like this, maybe even a, a Kyle Van Oy or some of the other—you know—Patriots guys that have, you know gone to other teams and now they're searching for, for a new home. Um, you could see them land to the Texans because they don't have any picks and they're going to have to be creative in finding different ways to add to this roster. And I don't know if free agents are going to be super excited about going to the Houston deck, the Houston Texans right now due to the state of the organization. Um, they just hired the, the oldest first time you know, head coach in history. They got a, a starting franchise quarterback that wants out and they don't have a first or second round draft pick. So um, the other news, uh, Shaq Lawson was also involved in the Texans. Shaq Lawson was traded to the Texans for, um, did I say it right, Ben Derek McKinney? Yep. Well, <laughs> so, so the lineman doesn't necessarily affect um, fantasy football, but as far as IDP, Ben Derek McKinney going over, um, Gary, you alluded to it earlier. How does this affect the Dolphins linebacker core as well as how does this affect the Texans? <clears throat> well, overall, I, I don't think, you know, the first concern is going to be up for a lot of people with uh, Jack Cunningham in Houston. Um, you know, we alluded to this through the uh, offseason or through the season last year that the way that the 
guy that replaced McKinney in the lineup when McKinney went down for the season, I believe his last name was Adams. He was really lighting it up in IDP leagues. I mean, this guy was, I, I want to say about every other contest was actually out uh, producing or outscoring uh, Cunningham. But basically, I don't think this is going to affect Cunningham at all. You know, the, the, unless they come in there and change that defensive scheme philosophy, um, mm -hmm. they're going to have two every down linebackers damn near. And both. And, and I think this what this does is this locks down, I, again, want to make sure it's Adams. Um, I can't get his first name. So I don't. I really don't see a lot going on in it by the sounds of it. IDP owners to target on Houston it might be a must this year because they're going to be busy. They're going to be out there a lot. So that counts a lot. Um, I mean, as far as who it really hurts, um, I, I've been whispering about it for quite some time, and I actually just put out a thing yesterday about it. Uh, I'm, I'm fading Jerome Baker uh, with the Dolphins, and that was just based off when I do my start-sit charts. I, I just live inside snap counts, which for IDP means a lot. So whenever Roberts or any of the other inside linebackers were healthy, uh, Baker – he was pushed to the wayside. He he did not, you know, he doesn't perform well. His grades aren't, and especially running, uh, stopping the run, his grades aren't all that. Uh, I believe PFF has him as below average for last year. So he was, there was already signs that they figured out that, you know, Jer Jerome Baker is not the guy that they thought they drafted. So for this trade to happen, um, it's definitely to me more of a, um, a cap because I believe McKinney just signed a big contract a year or two ago. Correct. So it's, so it's probably more of a, a, you know cut some caps so they can get a hold of a bunch of these other second and third tier players out here in free agency, as you alluded to, because they need to fill it uh, and they have no draft picks. So, um, <laughs> but I, I think Baker, Baker owners are the ones that should be really nervous right now. I mean, if you can get, uh, if you can get them on your trade block, get anything out of them, you're probably better off because the signs were already there last year. Yeah. Now I'm a high state fan. Baker's from a high state. So these, this kind of shit and Darren Lee <laughs> flopping a few years ago, you know, that kills me when that shit happens. But, um, yeah. but yeah, you got to get Baker off here. I think that's who that affects the most. And as far as Lawson going, going there, he's, lackluster you know so that to me is just they traded uh, they traded away some cap with mckinney a good good linebacker solid linebacker for that tier two tier three type player in lawson you know yeah for and, the cheaper and it's interesting what miami's doing because i i know when we see these deals and this is something you know to talk about today in free agency don't look at that top number when the media says hey you know jordan Jordan Vanek signed a $180 million contract. It doesn't mean he's going to get $180 million. Mm -hmm. um, Kyle Van Noy signed a huge deal with the Miami Dolphins last year. He is mm -hmm. jobless. Yeah. So um, a lot of these deals have, you know, it's it's essentially, you know, a four-year deal, but it's really, if you look at it, it's a mini deal. It's a two-year deal. Then they can, you know, opt in or opt out, or there's, you know, different things that happen. And with mm -hmm. Vanoy, I mean, they paid him quite a bit of money last year. But he's gone. He's on the street. And now Shaq Lawson was another big free agent pickup for the Dolphins. 
now he's out of there. So it's just it's yeah. very interesting what they're doing with just churning and burning some of that cap down there. But they got I got a bunch of draft picks. They got two top twenty picks this year. There's a there's a lot of really good linebackers. I was listening to Move the Sticks today, and they were talking about all the different linebackers. A linebacker that I'll, I'll throw out there and see if Gary is is in into this one. Uh, Kentucky linebacker. I don't even know the last name right now. Arson. Yep. Yep. Uh, rookie. I'm not uh, a rookie he, specialist, he, so you know when it, he, and in general, I, I there are luxuries to me. But from what I have read about him and and you know looked at, I mean, he's probably going to be one of the top three uh, defensive players in the draft taken. Um, you know, I'm a prove it guy. Uh, you yeah. know, bring these guys in if they're rookies. That's that's they're all hyped up and pretty, but man, give me somebody proven. So I really don't have that much on that rookie for you. No, I, I wish I did, but at the same time, I'm not upset that I don't. Well, I, <laughs> I'm going to look into him um, just because I, I really respect mm-hmm. Daniel Jeremiah. He brought him up today, and, and uh, they did a media call. And one of the guys said, who's who's one defensive player that you think that's outside of the top 10 that could go in day one and be an instant impact guy, um, you know, similar to what, you know, um, Darius Leonard did and stuff like that. And he he said, that, you know, this guy from Kentucky can ball. He's all over the field. He's, he's you know, a new so – I might know, not have the wrong name then. He's a, a modern-day linebacker as far as he can he can run and chase. He's good in the run, but he's also someone that can match up in those matchup nightmares against those – you know, those tight ends and those slot receivers um, and get the running backs out of the backfield. So let's go into the free agency portion. Um, Just want to go just a a few administrative things. Um, So it's important to know that the cap is not the same as last year. Last year is about $198.2 million this year. So I think it's 182.5. So it's an 8% decrease. So you're going to see less spending, probably shorter deals. And that's because the, the, basically the league lost about $30 million in revenue last year due to COVID. Yeah. Um, on top of that, you know, today you're seeing moves, you're seeing, you know, cuts all week, you're seeing trades today. That's because people are jockeying and trying to create some space. And, um, the tampering period starts tomorrow. The new league year starts on the 17th. So you're going to see a lot of rumors, a lot of smoke and a lot of stuff in the next 24 hours. But we know how it is on Twitter. If rap sheet or if, Garofalo or Schefter puts it out there. It's legit. Just make sure you get the check mark and not one of those uh, dummy accounts. Um, but you're going to probably see moves tomorrow. Like there's going to be a lot of stuff that you're going to see, especially these guys that are re-signing. They went and got ahead of free agency and re-signed Aaron Jones before he was able to even hit the tampering period. Mm-hmm. So, um, so Jordan, I know you said you had the board up. I'm going to do just one thing before we go. Nick from P2W Fantasy. He wanted to do a, a share of chug. So if you got a beer, if you got water, <laughs> whatever you got, this is a pregame show. Jordan, can you sit at the table and let us know what the, the Jaguars cap space is, and I'm going to chug this beer. Go for it. Um, just wanted to get that out this out there before. Uh, Drew Brees just officially announced he is retiring. It's official on Instagram, and that is a news that just broke about five, six minutes ago. Just wanted to – Say that one before we get started. I but didn't even he, know that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, that's that's heartbreaking, man. The way he, 
how the last few ended. years, how they he, how they've lost in the playoffs and shit, yep. man. God, it's, awful. it's crazy they didn't get a Super Bowl with that roster. To be honest, yeah, I hate seeing that for him, man. I hate yeah. seeing it. But going to the you know the Jaguars, who have the number one pick in the draft, they got seventy two point eight million dollars in cap space. That's what they're looking at with four million in dead cap, bleeding money. <laughs> they got it all. Yeah. Yeah, so they got a a ton of draft picks and a ton of cap. And uh, on top of it, they got a ton of holes on that roster. Mm -hmm. I mean, doesn't mean they're going to fill them. (laughs) 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 I mean, it's just, I I think that they've actually been up in cap for the last few years like this. I don't know about number one, but geez, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just, I mean, the biggest flash signing they've had is what, Skolbert at middle linebacker last year. Yeah. Joe Schobert. Name me another. No, I mean, they usually have been letting people walk. Um, mm-hmm. I know they tagged, uh, I think they tagged Cam Robinson this year. So that's uh, quote unquote free agency, you know, signing. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, they, they let, you know, they've let people walk out of the door. That roster two years ago or three years ago versus now is almost completely changed. Um, they have, they're one of the most fun, you know, if you were to play a Madden franchise and take over a team, that'd be probably one of the top picks. You yeah. get the number one pick. You got all this cap space. And not only this year, but next year and the year after, they have just a bajillion picks. So uh-huh. um, hopefully, you know, for Jacks, Jacksonville fans, they don't screw it up. Um, but they have, you know, just a ton of draft capital. And then, like Gary said, it doesn't mean they're going to spend it all. And there's not many teams that go to the Super Bowl just by, you know, winning free agency. I think, uh, you know, other than the Tampa Buccaneers signing Tom Brady – um, typically, you know, you get a bunch of free agent, free agent signings and it's a bunch of hype and it leads to nothing, you know, like the, the Philadelphia Eagles and the Cleveland Browns, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. for the Jaguars right now, they, the good news is, is they have a core of weapons that the new quarterback is going to be able to come into with Lavishka and you got DJ Chark with James Robinson as well. I, I personally don't see it being any other pick than Trevor Lawrence. I'm just not going to say it's guaranteed to be Trevor Lawrence because we don't know before the draft, but I would be shocked if they go elsewhere. You don't, I think, you don't think they go after Fields? I don't think there's a shot. I, I can't. I mean, Urban Meyer has already been as an analyst saying Trevor Lawrence is the best quarterback he's ever seen. The one thing to watch out for, though, is this GM, Trent Bulk, was with the San Francisco 49ers, and he loved – Picking injury prone talent that fell. So the injury prone players in this NFL or this draft will be one that people, I mean, people who fall, I expect them to kind of pick up and try to play that injury risk game. But in terms of free agency, I would love to see them get one of these tight ends with Hunter Henry, Johnny Smith for fantasy purposes. I know they just let go of Eifert, but it would just be nice to pair Trevor Lawrence with one of those guys. Maybe the trade. Take Ertz. Get <laughs> Ertz off the Eagles for a year. Yeah. I don't know if Ertz would want to go there. That's the only thing with that situation. It's like he's already got a ring and he's uh, been paying pretty well. It's like what where does he want to end his career? Like right. the people don't factor in like the family decisions. Like he's lived in Philly, maybe he wants to go to, you know, California or go right. somewhere else. That would yeah. be nice. Well, um, you know, with the Jaguars, what's what's nice for them is they don't have a ton of free agents walking out the door. Um, that kind of happens when you don't really have a lot of talent in the building. Um, so Keelan Cole and D.D. Westbrook are, are the two, you know, I wouldn't say key free agent signings, but those guys are leaving. So that's why you're hearing all this. You know, they're going to bring in a receiver. 
that doesn't mean they're going to bring in a Kenny Galladay or one of these top guys. Like they could bring a second tier or a third tier receiver in there. Yeah. Um, Jordan's talking about injury prone players. So I guess you got a uh, Will Fuller or AJ or AJ green is guaranteed to sign. Um, <laughs> but you could see, you know, you, you could see them go with some of these, you know, second tier guys that aren't the high end. And then, like you said, as far as pass catching weapons, if they were to go and get a, a Curtis Samuel or a, a Josh Reynolds, a Marvin Jones, something like that, and then pair him with a Hunter Henry or Jonu Smith, Jonu Smith, I think would be a, a phenomenal. Um, he's within the division, so they obviously know him pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and I, I would love to see him unleashed. Um, and I think pairing him with uh, with Trevor Lawrence would be pretty exciting. Yeah, I mean, Urban Meyer as well with the, you know, creativity with using receivers and just weapons as, you know, running backs like John Smith. We've seen him take a few carries here and there with away from Derrick Henry, nonetheless. And I mean, even Curtis Samuel, too, just getting guys that can play multiple positions is just nice. I know the Zavishka fans would hate Curtis Samuel going to Jacksonville, but when you compare a cheaper or a relatively team friendly deal, and get a veteran player who's been in the league to let Trevor Lawrence grow, it's beautiful. Like That's how, like, you look at the Kansas City Chiefs, Mahomes grew with people who are already established. He just took them to another level with luck. When he came in the league, you had Reggie Wayne and kind of giving, showing him the ropes. That, that's what you need to do with your franchise quarterback. The last guy to touch on is James Robinson. Um, you know, a lot of people are thinking, you know, he's one of the hardest guys right now to rank. Um, and he made a lot of his fantasy production last year in the passing game with mm-hmm. it, a change of the regime, the talks of them bringing some competition into the running back room. He's got very little draft capital. As a James Robinson um, shareholder, I am nervous um, because – I put out some offers, you know, just to see what I can get for them. Nothing back. I mean, Great. people people are holding. Um, yeah. I think if I try to give them away, they'd take them. But no one's willing to pay anything right now. And and even like a Curtis Samuel could do some damage to someone like a James Robinson if he if they eat up some of those passing targets and catches. Um, that's going to be a big problem for James Robinson. Yeah, I got I took Robinson at three thirteen. In this, uh, the running backs, you know, is one of those 16 team uh, keeper leagues. And once they start flying off, they start flying off. Yeah. So I went ahead and uh, I was actually going to jump on Mixon, uh, but I ended up with Robinson. I personally, I mean, I think in all the things that they need to fix, it's not the running back. I think that this. I think that some of this with, uh, you know, the rumor where they're going to bring in competition, any smart coach uses that language, period. Even if you're bringing in a tier two type talent to make the group better, better depth, whatever. So unless I see, you know, them run out and, you know, I mean, Mark Ingram's off the board. So who are they going to sign? Yeah. (laughs) Right. No, it makes sense, and uh, I, I'm I'm with you on that. I mean, obviously, you know, I, I'm I'm not going to give him away. I was trying to sell him for you know mid first round picks, and and as far as James Robinson, like you said, he's not the problem there. But yeah. there, you could easily look at that defense and say you could use every single one of your draft picks on that defense 
and that yeah, offensive man, line. The line, um, the line, their line sucks. We know where the first <laughs> pick is going to go. They got pick twenty three. I could see them going, you know, going with the defensive pick to to pair, you know, to match that. So they get Lawrence mm-hmm. at one at mm-hmm. you know twenty seven. They go get you know uh, a corner, yeah, an edge rusher, and then they got you know early. They got they got you know early second round pick. So. Um, I think it's going to be, you know, it, it's it's definitely going to be a nervous offseason for James Robinson fans, and, and maybe he's someone that you can go buy decently low. <laughs> uh, I had the oh, – yeah. uh, Those kind of <laughs> situations take advantage of what you think, Jordan. No, yeah, I, I mean, I agree. I uh, just – I have Schefter's, uh, you know, or tweets on here, not live notification right now for this time period. The Saints are restructuring Taysom Hill's contract to create cap room. And the details are it's as great as a four-year $140 million extension. They are committed to Taysom Hill, but for some wow. reason, somehow, it's saving seven and a half million against the cap this year because I don't understand it. Yeah. They, am, <laughs> oh my God. I am not the guy that says, you know, cap is a myth. I kind of think that kind of gets under my skin when people say that, but there is some voodoo going on with the Saints and how they're doing their money. How do they, you know, they sign um, Marcus Williams. They, they, they franchise yeah. tagged him. If, if that was my dynasty league, it would be illegal. I would say, Gary, you need to get under the cap before you can tag somebody. Like, you cannot make a roster move, bro. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's that. So, that's wow. Or you're 140 million. I mean, holy they're going to run the ball. And play defense. I get it. Wow. Okay. What was, was Breeze making? He was making 14 or he was scheduled to make like 14 or 15 mil this year. If, and obviously he retiring just kind of cancels all of that money out. Right. But I mean, it's just that, that, you know, renegotiation to take it from a salary to a signing bonus and being like, yep, oh, $17 million. It's appeared. Yeah. We're here. And, we're going to use it. And, and this is one where I'd really like to dissect the contract. And then at the end of the day, we look at it and you're like, Oh, this is a two-year, forty million dollar deal, and he has zero guaranteed money after two thousand twenty-three. I mean, there's probably some weird stuff with this, but I mean, he's what thirty-one-year-old quarterback that has a, a ton. Like he's got major knee injuries and things like that, and yeah. they're expected to treat him like a you know like a wingback at quarterback. That's a very interesting move. Huge news. So. Yeah. Let's go forward to the Jets now. <laughs> yeah, let's go to the Jets. So um, we're getting all this information off of over the cap, but it's moving literally as we speak. So mm-hmm. um, the effective cap space the Jets have is the second in the league, and it's $68.433 million. They have issues at, at quarterback. They get issues at the edge. Um, they got issues at um, cornerback. So when you're looking at the Jets – you look at number two, something Daniel Jeremiah was breaking down that I thought was really interesting is Sam Darnold is four, four or $5 million this year. If they do a fifth-year option, it's $20 million. If they franchise tagged him, that's $30 million. So it's $18.5 million on average for the next three years. If they were to get Zach Wilson or Justin Fields or Trey Lance at number two, they're looking at $8 million for the next four years, and then they would have that fifth-year option. So they're adding a year of control, and they're saving $10 million. Unless you think Sam Darnold is wildly better than these guys, 
it is a 100% no brainer. And in that LaFleur Shanahan family type of an offense, you can see these athletic quarterbacks. They're obviously far more athletic than Sam Darnold doing really well. The Mm -hmm. other option, they could obviously trade back and get a bevy of picks with that number two, but let's just talk about free agency with that money. What do you guys think they, they do? They go sign Le'Veon Bell for a hundred million dollar contract, right? <laughs> what are the Jets? What, what do you think the Jets do for free agency? I mean, with, with the kind of money they have, I think they need to establish a dominant number one. And I'm not, I don't, I wouldn't want to sign him for more than a four year deal. But Kenny Galladay is a guy that I think the Jets should be targeting. I think he can play opposite of Mims. I think giving you know a rookie a hey. You can throw a jump ball to him. It's totally fine. He's capable of winning those. I would love for them to target that. But with Slay and the mindset of him, I see them going after the edges and boosting that D-line the best of his ability and just controlling Shaquille Barrett, yeah, Carl Lawson. Those are the two moves that I think that the Jets are going to attack heavy this offseason. Yeah, they, they've got to. They haven't had – they've had, uh, what's his name, Janaris Jenkins for like five years as their main uh, edge rusher, and he is – I think he might get like four or five sacks a year. I don't know if there mm-hmm. has you, – you can't call what they have up there in edge rush. They, they just really need to approach that D-line. They need to uh, get the help off the edge. If you can't get pressure on the opposing quarterback, you're you're dead in the water. And, I mean, that's basically even some pressure, you yeah. know, just it's just been dead in the water. So I could, I could see them, and believe it or not, I could see them maybe – I'm sorry, Jets fans, John, <laughs> here at Gridiron Ratings, but they're kind of like the Jaguars to me. They're anonymous. I said it wrong. But either way, I don't see them going out and signing a big name. I, I, I think the biggest name that we might see them go after probably would be somebody like a Matt Juden if 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 he walks from Baltimore, somewhere like and that maybe a Dupree would be a fit for him, you uh-huh. know. But I, I just don't see them going, you know, straight for the throat for like Von Miller or something. That's just not happening. You know, I wouldn't want Von Miller shouldn't even be thinking about going there. No, at this uh, stage in his career, not a chance. Yeah. And I, mean, I don't think Shaq Barrett's going anywhere. I think they've been know. renegotiating his. Yeah, you know, it, it sounds it sounds like they're working on a deal for Barrett. <laughs> I, I, I agree. I, I was gonna say Bud Dupree. Um another <laughs> name I'll throw out there is Leonard Floyd. Um, you know, he's a Ram, young Rams pass rusher. Are, Rams are trying to get him back. Yeah. So well. yeah. So um and then obviously with corner. Um, there is some corners in the draft, and they have a second first-round pick this year from the Jamal Adams trade. Um, mm-hmm. a, a scenario that you know they were talking about today on Move the Sticks was pairing pick 34, Sam Darnold, hopping up to the middle of the first round and going and getting, you know, we'll just say we'll just say with the we'll just play with the 49ers just just for now, or yeah. the Broncos at 12 or 9. Mm-hmm. So you take 34 and Sam Darnold and you get 12 or 9, and there you can go Zach Wilson or Justin Fields at 2. You can go with a pass rusher, whether it's it's Kuwiti Pay or Greg Rousseau or one of those guys there, and then you could go um, and at the end of it, and you can get 
your receiver. I mean, you can get a Rashad Bateman or Rondell Moore, Terrace Marshall, those kind of guys, or you could flip it and you can get a receiver there like a Jalen Waddle in the middle of the draft and then go get Jalen Phillips or um, Ronnie Perkins um, at the end of the first round. So this is the Jets are going to have a really fun offseason, but this is a really important offseason um, for Joe Douglas. And I, I think they've kind of all their chips are in here. Um, I don't see them sticking with Sam Darnold, so I, I do think he's going to be on the move. And um, some of these guys, like the Washington football team in Chicago, that are not—they're not able to get one of these top quarterbacks in the draft. We can see them acquire. We can see them acquire Sam Darnold. Yeah. They need to—they need to break their coaching jinx. Period. Yeah. That, that's that's a main <laughs> going. I mean, it's just crazy what the Jets have gone through in the last ten years. You know, it's just for longer. I just don't, I don't get it. Yeah, so, I mean, I like Slay a lot. I think that division's an awful division if you're a quarterback having to go Slay, Belichick, Flores, and McDermott. That's just a gauntlet of mm. defensive lines. Mm-hmm. No doubt. So they don't have any key free agents either. You're kind of seeing the theme here. These these teams with a whole bunch of cap space and a, and a whole lot of losses mm-hmm. don't really have good free agents. Um, and the Patriots are now one of those teams. So the Patriots are the third team um, as far as cap space. Um, they're they're currently sitting at 63.001. Um, they probably have some more money after they shipped off Marcus Cannon. So they be, might be looking closer to $70 million. And they got a, a lot of different um, places. Um, you got the edge rushers. You got the receivers. They got some lineman issues. I don't think Cam Newton signing means that they're out of the the quarterback market. What do you guys think about the uh, New England Patriots, and who do you think they go after? I mean, for starters, I think that they need that they need to attack weapons. I I, I can't see them leaving this free agency without some addition to the offense from a skill position wise. And I think Curtis Samuel makes a lot of sense with especially with James White being a free agent because you go ahead and you think, okay, well, Curtis Samuel could play that role of being the running back the Mm -hmm. way that James White was used while also being a weapon for Cam Newton. Um, And in the draft, I I find it really hard to find them, you know, taking a quarterback early just because they sit in an awkward position where if you trade up to go get that, you know, young quarterback, you're giving him absolutely nothing to come grow with. Like you don't have – you know, Nikhil Harry was a whiff. You, your best receiver is um, Jacoby Myers. Jacoby Myers. And, I mean, I know they have the cap space. Bill Belichick hasn't always given the, you know, the biggest contracts out in the NFL history. So, I think Curtis Samuel is the guy that they should be targeting for the multiple ways you could use him. Well, I think Belichick is – I think Belichick is probably one of the best and most friendly free agent guy out there uh yeah. i mean you know he, he he's he's built teams just took him to the super bowl so i could see him you know but he usually goes for those incognito type names yeah. so we're right back to those well the kyle van Noy's. you know the kyle van Noy uh when he got traded from the the uh from the lions over there van Noy was actually very poorly graded IDP. He was he he was not very good at all in Detroit. And he stuck around because they had their own problems prior to Patricia. But when he when he got over there, you know, he fit 
Belichick system. He, that's what Belichick looks for. So, and I think he finds these guys like Van Noy and gets the most out of them by by just getting them to fit his 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 system the best, especially on defense. Offense, I gotta go the same way. I mean, can name me name me a a high draft pick that we still are all gaga about yeah. in the last twenty years. Not on, not on offense and not on uh, – I can't think of anybody as far as skill positions. I mean, they – they uh, you know, the lineman, Isaiah Wins, the verdict's still out on him. Um, you know, Sonny Michelle obviously was a whiff. Nikhil Harry, um, you know, they, they continue to struggle, and I, I think that's where maybe Belichick does turn to free agency and just, you know, tries to get something. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if it's not a top-tier guy like a Kenny Galladay, you could see like a Will Fuller – uh, Corey Davis, um, yeah, some of those other guys that, that, you know, could be targets of them. Um, yeah. And I think the tight end, you know, they drafted two tight ends last year and I think combined they had, you know, like 10 fantasy points. Yeah. Um, so yeah. the tight end is something that's been a staple of that offense. And I know that we can't just say that they're, they're going to try copy and paste what they did with Brady. Cause that's impossible. But mm-hmm the tight end is something that I can see them addressing and it, it may not be in free agency, whether it's Hunter Henry, maybe they're the ones that trade for Zach Ertz. Maybe they're the ones that go, maybe they do finally pull the trigger on OJ Howard or Evan Ingram, um, Najoku, one of those guys, because, you know, you, you could get, you know, you could get a Najoku or OJ Howard or even an Evan Ingram in a trade um, and not have to pay them as much and give them, you know, one year prove it deal essentially because they all are on, they're all on one of your deals. Mm-hmm. Um, Jared yeah. Cook's a free agent. Um, Gerald Everett has been uh, talked about as a possibility for New England. I mean, there's a lot of tight ends out there. Um, John o. Smith. So um, I do think they attack tight end or receiver or both in free agency before the draft. But you know, it's all it's the it's Bill Belichick, and every time you expect him to zig, he zags. So um, <laughs> he's just he's so hard. Yeah. So. Let's go to the next one so we're not here until midnight. Yep. Um, Chargers, $46.34 million. Um, they did um, – I believe they tagged – is it Trey Turner? Um, or the, yeah. they restructured his deal. Yeah. And they got um, – you know, their needs are all over the offensive line. Um, I think that's the same thing for the last 25 years. Um, interior <laughs> offensive line, OT, OT – and they just released Casey Hayward yesterday, which is, you know, he's been a big piece of that. So what, what do you think about the Chargers? Um, they're, some of their key free agents, we talked about Hunter Henry already. Um, what, what do you think about the Chargers and what they're going to do? I mean, for what they have right now, you're looking at Justin Herbert and how do we build around Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert's the guy that they have to put their eggs in their basket because he – Proved it year one and what makes him better. They brought in a new coach that runs a very, very solid defense, but he only had one year of showing with, you know, Aaron Donald and uh, Jalen Ramsey. And it's, I think the main focus should just be the offense line. Joe Thune, Trent Williams. I know they're older guys, but getting Herbert enough protection so that he can continue to grow. I mean, weapons wise, I he can make it work with Keenan Allen and, other receivers. I know Donald Parham is going to be my fantasy asset to be adding this all season because of just his freakish size. And I mean, 
continue to build through that. I, I don't see them going any other area. I know people want to, you know, add another receiver to them, but I don't think there's reason to spend the money as of right now. Uh, offensive line. Yeah. Yeah. You saw what happened to Joe Burrow. You, you've seen all these quarterbacks. I mean, look what happened to Phil Rivers. I mean, he had one of, you know, one of the best regular season careers in a long time. But mm-hmm. he had a very poor postseason, and he had a very poor I – mean, he had never made it to the Super Bowl because they could never protect him. They never had an offensive line ranked higher than 21 yep. in his entire state. It was about 20 years. And, mm-hmm. you know, luckily he didn't get, you know, injured and banged up as much as some of these guys. But, you know, Herbert took some shots last year that you do not want Justin Herbert taking. And if you don't build a fortress around this guy, the offense isn't going to work. Um, so, yeah, I, I think, you know, Rashawn Slater, um, you know, Adair saw some of these guys in the draft um, that they could go go after. But also in free agency, you know, um, one of the things that I've seen young quarterbacks get paired with a center and it makes a huge difference. You know, Josh Allen got paired with Mitch Morse. Huge difference. You know, so I, I want to make some shout outs, though. I, I was lazy on the, on the chat box. I missed it. So. Roxy says, uh, badass shirt, Jordan. And then JV Chow, just, uh, what's up, man? Um, and he said, don't forget about Colin Johnson talking about the Jaguars. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think everyone in the fantasy community wants to see, you know, these huge, sexy offensive moves for yeah. the Chargers. Let's not forget, they just picked up a defensive coordinator as their head coach. So don't be, don't, don't be surprised if you have a very vanilla, offseason as the Chargers you spend this money wisely and quietly on the offensive line and the defensive line um they already got you know, they already got some weapons on the defense um yeah, but it's it's the expiration date is yeah. really came up you know it's yeah I don't know they could still they could stand some fresh legs on there especially in the cornerback yeah mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that secondary, especially, you know, I mean, yeah, it's a work, of, it's a work in progress, and you know, because they've never had an offensive line. I used to be a Chargers fan, okay. I used to be a Chargers fan, and I'm talking from 1983 with Dan Fouts up until they moved, and then I had had enough of the organization. I trashed all my stuff. I have never jumped on another bandwagon. I'm a high State fan and love all NFL. But I went through all the Marty Schottenheimer shit and all that. And that basically, to get back on point, the basically, they've missed their windows so many damn times. It's not funny. And they're at that point right now, too. So they, they've got to fix that offensive line, and then they've got to re, regroup. I don't know what it is about them and linebackers, but hopefully they'll change that around, too. I mean, I can respect Murray. But did you know that Murray actually got benched in the middle of the Miami game last year? Because he couldn't run the defense, they they benched his ass. People was wondering what happened to Murray that game. Well, he benched him. That's not good benching. I know it was a COVID season, yeah. you know. So, but that was a midway through the season, man. And yeah. benching your 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 number one linebacker. Yeah, I don't know. Hopefully, they get true tranquil back. That'll bring something back into the fold, maybe. But you know, everything's off the table at the moment. Yeah, I mean, I'll add in there that uh, Brandon Staley, fun fact, was like a Division three defensive coordinator like three years ago. Wow. This guy is very, very new into this you know, room, and 
I'm not. I didn't like the hiring. I, I like Brandon Staley. I just felt like he needed a few more years with the Rams to grow. Like, yeah, yeah. He he didn't. You know, he's got some pieces on on the Rams. You know, that defense. It wasn't like he took a bunch of nobodies and made him something. That's a it's a pretty stacked defense. But uh, we're gonna pick up the pace here because we're <laughs> only on uh, the Colts. So the Colts are forty five point eight eight nine million dollars. They've you know addressed the quarterback um, somewhat with Wentz. And then, um, you know, they, they have some other holes to fill, primarily at wide receiver. Michael Pittman is in. I think everyone's excited about him. Um, but T.Y. Hilton's a free agent. Trey Burton and Mo Ali Cox are free agents. Um, they, you know, they l- are going to look to add some juice to that offense. They also have Danique Autry and Justin Houston are free agents. Um, but as far as offense, I think that is, you know, this is a weird combination of a lot of cap and a really good team. Yep. And so this is where you could see a monster signing like a Hunter Henry or a Kenny Galladay, some of those big signings and not go to the draft because they're, they're ready to win now. Wow. And obviously, you know, the Carson Wentz thing really shakes it up. And if you hate Carson Wentz, you're like, well, they're not ready to win now if they just went and got Carson Wentz. And if you see the potential in Carson Wentz, you're like, man, with that offensive line, if they can give him some weapons, this could be a, a, a really good team. They got Jonathan Taylor, Neheim Hines. They got a really good defense, got a great coaching staff. He's familiar with the system. What do you guys think? And what do you, what do you think of uh, some of the areas they're going to attack in free agency? For me, with Ballard, I think he's just going to be patient. I know people want to be ultra aggressive and go get these guys, but – He's been one of the most patient GMs in football. He hasn't traded up for a quarterback. He hasn't made all these, you know, big splash moves besides this past year trading a number one or the 18th pick for a Pro Bowl defensive tackle who immediately made them a top 10 defense. I think he's going to wait and see what happens with these wide receivers and let the Kenny Galladay sign for 16, 17 mil and try to take up the guys who don't get the money that they want and just kind of build it through that. And, I mean, I do think the Ertz trade makes a whole lot of sense for both sides, and that's another thing that I would look for. Um, but Ballard's just going to be – I think he's just going to be patient, and he's just going to sit back and enjoy free agency with the cap space because you look at their dead cap, which is the big thing for them, is they have $237,000 in dead cap, and the only other team in the, that 100000 is the Patriots. This guy knows his contracts, and he knows what he's doing. Well, yeah. As far as defense with these guys, I mean, it's it's. I think uh, their number one priority would just be to get Altry back and let Houston go. They have the depth. They have a kid named Lewis on there that's uh, he's been developing for the last year or two. And I yeah. mean, Houston's up there in age. You know, everybody yeah. loses a step at some point. So, and it and it's definitely showed. So, I think it's time to go ahead and let the the draft that they've been doing you know let it work yeah. for them you know and when they added buckner they all they had to do that was the smartest thing they ever did because they had uh stewart on there they had altry on there they had just lewis they had these names they had these kids that needed development but man when you went and traded for buckner it automatically just it took that in just a whole new level you know yeah. and it showed this year it showed this year, and uh, I think that was the smartest move that they've, they've made in a long time for that defense, other than, you know, getting lucky and getting Leonard 
Yeah. You know, yeah. nobody could have known Leonard was going to be Darius Leonard drafting yeah. him like that. Nobody. I don't give a shit yeah. who you are. You should <laughs> yeah. be like, I did, but I'm going to tell <laughs> well, him. And, and what, what he really, what Ballard really truly understands is, is where the values are at. And, yeah. you know, you can wait for guys, you know, you can, you can get some instant impact players on a lot of different positions and tight end is the one that you can't. Right. And I, I, I do think they attack tight end, whether yeah. it is a Johnu Smith or a, a Hunter Henry or a big name, I think they attack it in free agency or via trade because unless you get Kyle Pitts, you're 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 really going to be looking two or three years down the road, and by that time, you got a whole bunch of people you got to pay, and you know it, it's just they're a win now team, and yeah, they may not go spend sixty million dollars on Wednesday, but yeah. I, I do think that Hunter Henry and some of those t- positions that are hard to develop are places that he goes, and then he'll go to the you know he'll go to the draft for an edge rusher versus paying Matthew Judon one hundred twenty million dollars. He might take an edge rusher at you know at twenty, I think at twenty one or something like that. Yeah. So um, let's just let's keep rolling. The Bengals are next. Carl Lawson and William Jackson are their biggest free agents. Um, they're sitting at five, so they you know they could trade back. They're in a really good spot to trade back. They're also in a really good spot to pick a really good player, um, and they have a ton of cap space. So what do you guys think they do? I, I think they they probably. Uh, they need to go defense, even though they want to get some weapons and stuff for, for Joe Burrow, but defense and offensive line. Yeah. I mean, I was surprised they didn't tag either of those guys, to be honest. I, I felt like they would try to stay in control of one of them, but they're just kind of like, okay, we're going to go elsewhere. Um, yeah. No offense line is the main need for the Bengals. weapons wise. They're fine with their youth. They can add a guy late in the draft, but there's a ton of slot receivers that could be on the outside as well. Like Dwayne Eskridge, for example, it's a guy that I love for, fit wise and basically John Ross just not in the first round in the top 10, but yeah, that's pretty much what I would say for the Bengals just to kind of keep it short and quick. Yeah. Yeah. I don't Carl Lawson. uh, He's average, man. I don't know why everybody got all hyped up about when uh, Dunlap got traded. Carl Lawson's average. Um, You know, right now that think Geno Atkins gets out of there. Huh? You think Geno Atkins gets moved? You know, He's. I think th- there's more to that story than just his his health and stuff. I, I think I don't think they get along real well. So, um, you know, and they signed DJ Reader last year, which really, for coming over from Houston, he really stepped in well until he got hurt. He was he was being yeah. being pretty dominant. But I mean, there's so much moving parts right there on that. It's Sam Hubbard's team. You know, you've got to on that on that line. You've got to yeah. build around Hubbard at this point. You, you, they, they're quite a few draft picks away from, you know, fixing it yeah. with DJ Reader signings and you know, yeah. and seeing yeah. if you can appease Carl Lawson is not going to do anything. He'll just be that guy he's been. You know, he's not going to do anything for him. They spent quite a bit of money last year in the free agency, and and it didn't really have uh, an impact on the win column. Um, even with a good draft with, you know, they nailed the picks with Burrow and Higgins. Um, you know, they, they, they nailed the picks. Logan Wilson is a, is a good pick. So um, I, I yeah, really Logan, do. Logan Wilson's a real good pick, actually. I think people are going to be shocked here in the next year or two. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I, I think that, you know, I think we talked about, you know, obviously just peppering the defense and then they, they, 
the biggest thing for them has to be offensive line and protecting Joe Burrow. And it's not just drafting a tackle in the, in the draft. It's probably picking up a free agent and drafting a tackle kind of like, you know, look what the, the Browns did. They got Jack Conklin and they drafted Jidrick Wills and they had the number one offense in PFF. They, they did a total turnaround. It had a lot to do with the coaching change as well, but um, you know, that kind of that that's the kind of thing the Bengals need to do. What's the window for Burroughs to be back? I believe he was on track to be ready for you know the start of training camp, but ACL ACL tears have been so weird. It depends on whether he's wearing that brace or not. For me, no, no I mean, I was just curious. You started. Yeah. I think I saw a video of him like jogging the other like few maybe a few weeks ago. I might not have been. Such. Yeah, I hadn't heard anything. I was curious. Yeah. So well, let's move on to Washington. So Ryan Kerrigan and Brandon Sheriff have been, you know, they've been long, long stays over there. Brandon Sheriff got the tag. He's just too good to let go. And then Ryan Kerrigan. So Ryan Kerrigan, he could be on the way out. They have a decent amount of cap space to keep him, but with them having all those first round picks that are going to be due paychecks here soon, I think that they're probably going to let him go. Um, they're a team, like I said earlier, that could be in line to trade for a quarterback. I don't know if they are, are picking high enough to get one of the top quarterbacks in the draft, picking at 19. Um, so they could go, you know, trade for Mariota, trade for Sam Darnold, one of those guys. And, you know, Daniel Snyder loves Alabama guys. So Mac Jones, he, <laughs> might, re- he might reach and get Mike, you know, Mac Jones. But uh, what do you guys think that they need to do in free agency or what are some, some possible landing pieces? I'll go first. Focus everything on offense. Now you can go, Jordan. (laughs) Oh yeah, I mean, offensively, it's it's really about giving McLaren like another wide receiver he can play off of. I would love for them to go after Corey Davis because I think they would complement each other really well and play off each other, and gives them more of a bigger bodied wide receiver. Problem is, is they don't really they aren't in position to have a quarterback that could kind of take it to that next level. I don't think Kyle Allen's the answer, and I don't think um, Tanner Heineke. I mean, I'm a Panthers fan. I watch both of them play. They're quarterbacks that on a team like that, they could go 9-7. and seven. I, I don't see that as anything far-fetched. That defense is real. I would be doing my best to kind of – like they have the key pieces on defense you need. I would be selling up to get as top end of a quarterback as I possibly can. Yeah, that's where I was going to go. Obviously, you need to address the quarterback position or, or nothing else really matters. Yeah. But you have to get another receiver other than Terry McLaurin. Um, McLaurin has shown to be, you know, kind of quarterback proof. Mm-hmm. But um, as far as an offense, you need more than just one guy. I know T- Antonio Gibson and J.D. McKissick were yeah, – that was a pretty good backfield last year. Yeah. Um, but they still got some holes on offensive line. And then, obviously, the receivers, you need – they don't. They really don't have any second option other than you know Logan Logan Thomas, um, <laughs> the former quarterback. Yeah. So, tight ends. So <laughs> let, let's let's go to the Broncos. So the Broncos, um, Shelby Harris and Jarrell, Jarrell Casey, um, they're they're a team that is in you know definitely is is kind of in limbo right now. They're picking at nine. They got a coach that's on the hot seat, and they got a quarterback that's on the hot seat. What do you think the Broncos are going to be looking to do in free agency with using some of this cap? Gary, you can start with this. Well, the Jarrell Casey, that was like they cut him, right? Yeah. So, so yeah, they cut him. So he's he, he's done. Um, 
for cap reasons or whatever. Uh, but you know, the, the rumor is they're trying to get Shelby Harris to, you know, get him back under contract and come to an agreement there. Um, I mean, your, your, your secondary, you have one of the best safeties in the, in the league, you know, and then their linebackers are, that's what I was actually looking at the line inside linebackers that are free agents this year. There's not a lot. There, I mean, like Kirsty. Look at what Kirsty signed for. He, he's one of those names that came up all last year. He got signed by the Packers, but here he's playing for two years for four mil or something. I don't know what it is. It's it's sad, a sad signing. It's just it's a backup move, really. Uh, when he when he signed with the Texans, but anyways, um, I. I think Shelby Harris, and then and then they go back to the the drafting. If if they're going, I don't see them adding anything right now. Yeah. I think they Von Miller. So I got Von Miller as a free agent. Um, you don't have him on this list, so I'm not a hundred percent sure where we're at on that. But he's not giving them a hometown discount. He says. So I think he's looking at Von. I think Von Miller might not be in Colorado next year. I don't think he's going to be a Bronco. I think he's going to try to find somebody that he can win a ring with somewhere as he trots out. Because he's lost a step a couple of years ago. He, yeah. The guys ran his course. Yeah, I mean, injuries piled up for him. And, like, with the Broncos, they're – I mean, out of the teams in the NFL, for me, they're in the one of the worst positions where they have a coaching staff that, like, I believe in Vic Mangio. I love his defense. I love what he brings. But – they completely whiffed at quarterback. They're not getting any better on defense because they're just getting older. And it's mm-hmm. it's going to be one of those tough things where I think this offseason is going to be a wasted one and the signings they make are going to be so they can show improvement when in reality they should just kind of look forward to 2022 and try to retract, trade back in the draft. I know people would want them to go after like a Ryan Fitzpatrick or quarterback, but – it's it's just not a pretty situation. They have the weapons. They just don't have the key piece yeah. that you need. Yeah, and so to, to talk about Von Miller, what I'm reading on Spot Track is because when you see his his contract, it says he is. Oh, you can't see that at all. See the? Do you see <laughs> I the? Actually, got to pull it up here. Do you yeah. see the red? Yeah. So the there he is under contract this year if the team exercises his seventeen point five million dollar contract. So. It has to be exercised on the first day of the league year, which is Wednesday. So on St. Patrick's Day, Von Miller is either going to be signed to the Broncos for $17.5 million on a club option, or he's going to be let, let walk. And so like Gary's saying, he, he's, he essentially could be a free agent here in the next two days. And he is we'll probably, not going to bolt them into the Super Bowl next year. No. no. Yeah. Unless he can play quarterback. No, yeah, unless he can right. play quarterback. So, um, so yeah, as far as the Broncos, I, I, I agree. I mean, they put poured so many resources in the draft last year on the offense, and it, it didn't result in anything. I know Fangio's got a, a great defensive scheme, but he's still he's he's missing some pieces there. And, um, you know, they, they get re-signed Justin Simmons. They, they got a franchise tag Justin Simmons, which was smart. Um, but they are, yeah, they're definitely a few players away. And mm-hmm. trading back from that nine spot, or um, you know, trying trying to move on Miller for something before this thing all, all happens, we'll see what they can do. 
So the next uh, next team up would be the San Francisco 49ers. Um, so they have about $30.7 million in cap space. They, they're pretty old at corner, so they could use some corners, uh, D-line, and then the quarterback situation is kind of up in the air. What do you guys think uh, about the San Francisco 49ers free agency situation? Um, for starters, I think they need to address that quarterback situation the best they can. I, I love. I would love to see what Trey Lance would do with Kyle Shanahan because Kyle Shanahan's never had a quarterback that was mobile, and he isn't. Kyle, or Trey Lance is a you know a project, but Kyle Shanahan is a guru, and those weapons are they're not. Let's throw the ball forty yards downfield. They're just get them the ball in space accurately and let them go to work. I defensive. I mean, from an offensive standpoint, they need to sign Trent Williams back. Um, I know they've been working on it. I saw that they signed Kyle Juszczyk back for the reasons that he gets those three to four plays a year that are like, oh, wow, it's Kyle Juszczyk. He just stole a touchdown for my guy. Cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> other than that, like, they just need to stay healthy. They, they were no. extremely unlucky last year. And no, that happens. No. That, that's, they, that's what they need on defense. They need to get healthy. They've, got, they've still got some solid – I mean, shoot, that if I remember right – before they traded Buckner, they had like four first round draft picks on that defensive yep. line. Yep. So and then three last year. And, and they all need to be in the right spot. It's like uh, after they started falling like dominoes, you got arm arm rick or armstead. What is yeah, it? Yeah, Eric Armstead. He, he he prior to that, he was doing well the season before, but then when all these injuries started, you know, they they all need each other. So they need to get healthy. If I got anything on the defensive side, they need to work on it's their safeties. I have no respect for yeah. uh, Jimmy Ward or Tart, whatever his name is. I don't have any yeah. respect for their safeties. Yeah, yeah. I, I just they need safety help. So, in my opinion, you know, they, they, those two have been there too long. They could they could stand a replacement. And yeah. changing schemes with D'Amico Ryan's. It's going to be an interesting what what their defensive look will be. I'm assuming it's going to follow the blueprint and don't mess things up, but no, no. yeah, lose, losing Robert Sala and LaFleur on offense. I know that it's Shanahan can control the offense and so not necessarily so worried about that. Um, but I, I do think Jimmy Garoppolo is something to watch because Jimmy Garoppolo, he's, he's owed, I think, I think it's a $25 million cap hit to the, the San Francisco 49ers. If they keep him, I think by the third day of the league year, that becomes active. And if they were to release him before that time, it's only like a $3 million hit. So yeah. I don't know if we could see a restructure coming on or if, if they just stick with him and take that $25 million hit. But if if they decide to move on from him at that, you know, take that $3 million, take that $22 million savings, let Jimmy Garoppolo walk or try to trade him, and then, like you said, a Trey Lance, a Zach Wilson, a Justin Fields, an athletic mobile quarterback would be really fun. Um, I just – that quarterback, it, it's really going to change a lot of things. And I do think they need a big receiver. They got a bunch of little guys, and they got George Kittle, but yeah. they don't necessarily have an X. And um, I, I could definitely see them going after an X, whether it's in the draft or in free agency. They don't have a ton of money. $30 million is going to go real quick. If they if they sign Trent Williams, they're going to be yeah. broke. But yeah. if you move on from Jimmy Garoppolo, 
there's your money for your uh, for your receivers. Yeah. yeah. Do you think him and John Lynch and Bill Belichick? You think when they're in the same room together that Bill's not just sitting there smirk, smirking at him? <laughs> I mean, that was that was ass nine back in the day. How that all went down and then paying him like that. So they they did the worst. John Lynch, I, I got all kinds of respect for him, but that had to be yeah. the biggest crap on the plate that he has made since he's been well, taking care of the 49ers. And the rumor is how it went down was he called and said, is Tom Brady available? And they were like, no. And he's like, okay, well, what, what about Jimmy Garoppolo? And he's like, well, <laughs> second round pick, you can get him. And it's like, that was a high second round pick too. Yeah. I, do we know what the pl- the player attached to that was? <sighs> I would I would love to know that. I yeah. can go. I'll find 40, it. Forty ers fans are hoping that it was a whiff. <laughs> Probably was knowing the Patriots. <laughs> yeah. So um, let's keep it moving. Panthers twenty nine point four million dollars. Um, they they had entirely entire draft class last year was defensive players. Um, Teddy Bridgewater is supposedly their quarterback, and that's just like it's just the time is ticking on that one. Um, He's obviously not going to get traded to the uh, Saints now. Um, so they they tagged um, Taylor Mo- Taylor Moten. Yep. And as far as key free agents, they got Curtis Samuel, Russell Okun, and John Miller. So they obviously got to address the offensive line. They got some snaps to replace there with Okun and Miller. What are we doing with the with the, uh, the Carolina Panthers? Well. My my opinion could be taken with a really grain of salt because I am a Carolina Panthers fan, but with our owner and the GM we currently have, I see us being extremely aggressive for a quarterback. I think for future it would be nice to get, you know, Deshaun Watson. Everybody wants to keep projecting that trade, but I can't see why the, you know, people are like, oh, CMC and four first round picks. The Houston Texans, before the Mark Ingram trade, why would they get acquire a running back who's going to be 28 by the time they're relevant? I was just, like, confused. Um, personally, the way that I would like to go about this offseason, or this, uh, offseason for free agency purposes is address the offensive line and address the interior D-line because Kwan Short getting cut was a was a big one for is us. And... Um, Justin Fields is the quarterback that I would love to see with the Carolina Panthers. I'm not, I know Zach Wilson. I personally have close with Fields, but I feel Fields is for what we need is perfect with the weapons we have. He can flourish with it. Yeah. Pass rushers. They they need either the current pass rushers to really step up and get and develop, you know, they're young guys. So they, they really, or they need to add some, to maybe mentor these guys, I don't know. That could be yeah. a possibility, but that the defense is pretty pretty solid. You know, I mean, overall, yeah. I think what's that? Yeah, it's young. We, uh, I yeah, think, this right. past year we started out of our eleven defenders, we had eight who were first or second year players. This right, year. right. So it's it, a little bit more time here. Uh, yeah, I mean, he the coach just got there. Yeah. Yeah, rules. You know, he's he's known like everywhere he's gone from Temple to Baylor, he just rips it all apart and then builds it back up. Sounds like someone's got you know the same thing going on at their house right now. Yeah, and, no, no, no. Uh, Sorry, it's a good no you're you're good, you're good. I, I had a two year old. I hope you can't hear him. Um, so a, a, as far as you know, the offensive line, I agree. Um, I, I agree completely. I've heard people say like you know put the tight ends over there. 
don't. I mean, they don't use them. Obviously, they don't use them. But Justin Fields with Brady, with Joe Brady, would be awesome. Mm-hmm. And DJ Moore uh, owners would be dancing in the streets. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I love that. We're going to keep rolling just to, you know, for time's sake. Very good. Um, Texans. So, uh, obviously, they made some moves today. They, they, Will Fuller, I think, would, you know, Deshaun Watson wants Will Fuller back. He's been pretty vocal about that. Um, what, what do we think they do? They, they have Brandon Cooks and that's, and Kiki QT at receiver. They, they have, you know, David Johnson at running back. They, that offense is, that, the whole team is in pretty bad shape. So any particular areas we think that they're going to address? I mean, it's it's ugly right now. Um, I think the Houston Texans, they're just kind of in a, in a standpoint where they, they – I don't see how they mend that relationship with Deshaun Watson. And I think kind of blowing it up is the route that I'm going. I mean, I, I would do it the same way that Miami did it to them and just kind of go ahead. I, I know you don't want to trade Deshaun Watson, but it seems pretty apparent as much as he said that, hey, I'm not playing for you guys again. I'll, you know, retire. I'll sit out the whole time period. And I guess free agency wise is just kind of getting, you know, the young, as young of a player as you can that you believe can be developed. And I mean, John Ross is a receiver that would be a solid just addition just to see if you can get anything of what the Bengals saw in him out or just, yeah, yeah that's about it. <laughs> yeah. Free yeah. agency. Just, I, I see him just signing those second, third tier players just to get by for a year or two until they sweep up the ashes that was left <laughs> behind and, and they've got to start over. They're going to have to work in that draft, I think, more than they're going to work in free agency. I couldn't see any really big splash signings at all. It'd be pointless. No, I agree. So with the you know with the the next team, it's the Browns. Uh, Twenty four million dollars. Um, you know they they were a much improved team last year. I think it started with the coaching hire. Um, I think that you know the team really. Um, you know, really transformed under Stefanski. Um, and as far as, you know, the, the defense was much improved too. Um, but I do think that they, you know, Richard, Higg- Richard Higgins is a free agent. They got, they, they might let him walk and Donovan people Jones could step right in, but defensively at the linebacker spot at the back on the back end, as well as a pass rusher opposite of, cause Olivier Vernon's out. So I think all three levels of the defense could use some weapons where do you guys think that they go, and what are some names you think you can go there? I, I mean, I, I saw the uh, caps uh, save for if you cut Odell Beckham and cut Jarvis Landry, they save I believe twenty nine to thirty million dollars. And for me, looking at what their current team team structure is, I see that move being uh, made. <laughs> I know a lot of people haven't talked about it necessarily because they don't really need to go do that. But I, I see Stefanski's offense working with a lot of other um, players going ahead. And uh, for free agency purposes, it's just attack the defense and build it as best you can because the offenses in their division are an gauntlet. Yeah. I, I think for me, I would love to see Njoku moved. And I think cap-wise, it would make a ton of sense because that 
you know, if they have uh, a franchise, then a, fr- a fifth year option, it's fully guaranteed. So he's looking at, you know, at maybe $10 million or $9 million. They could easily go get a linebacker with that money. And then they have Harrison Bryant there to where they don't need a Joku and they're not going to have to, you know, re-sign him or worry about him next year. I just, I think you get, you get what you can for him. He obviously wanted to leave last year. I just, I think that that move could happen. And I, I think, you know, the Patriots are one of those teams um, would be a good landing spot. They just need to let some of their defensive players develop too. They've Mac Wilson, everybody's either gotten hurt, you know, you got your COVID year last year with uh, George uh, Phillips. Yeah. I, I mean, they're, they're, I don't see him re-signing any of these names I see here unless it's at a really big discount. Absolutely. So the Cardinals are next. Um, they got some pretty big free agents, uh, Patrick Peterson, Hassan Reddick, and Kenyon Drake. Um, I know that they were tied to uh, Aaron Jones a lot. Obviously, they're not going to get him. Chris Carson's probably the top running back on the board as far as free agency. Um, but there was also, you know, they, they've put a lot of stock in uh, Chase Edmonds. Um, at least they're publicly saying that, which means they're probably going to draft a running back. Um, so what do you guys think about the Cardinals? Do they re-sign Hassan Reddick? And, and if they don't, what kind of directions do they go with, with Reddick and Peterson and Drake probably all out? Um, well, with the signing of JJ Watt, I, I don't really see Hassan Reddick coming back. I actually see Hassan Reddick coming to Carolina because he went to Temple and yeah. was coached under Matt Rule. So Love I that. see that as like a little. I see ya. You're doing that. Reunion <laughs> there. But with, that, with the, te- the Cardinals, you, you got to attack corner. That Their secondary is absolutely atrocious. And I mean, Aaron yeah. Murphy isn't a QB or a corner one. And. He doesn't seem to be a corner too, because Drake Kirkpatrick played more or yeah. played over him from what I saw. Yeah. And it's actually funny for DFS purposes, it's what I attacked. I attacked their secondary and played receivers against them all year. Uh, time to let Peterson sell off into the sunlight. And uh, <laughs> me personally, I think uh, that they are crazy if they don't keep Reddick. I think that they really need to approach Chandler Jones and tell him, say, "Hey, dude." You didn't have the five best games last year. We just got JJ Watt up here with you. We're trying to do something for, you know, this, you know, you got, we got a hell of a defense, man. We want to keep ready. Once you come off some of that damn money that we gave you because you didn't earn it last year, Mm -hmm. you know, and let's get you a ring before you retire. Cause I don't think he's got a ring yet. Does he? No. Did he get, did he get one in pages before he left? Wait, Chandler Jones. Yeah, I probably. Oh yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, I forgot. So things all tarnished and shit. Yeah. So, so I, I agree. Um, I think Reddick is someone that needs to sign. I, my my thing is, he probably is out with you know not only with Watt but with Simmons and some of the other moves that they have, um, and, and cornerback being a bigger need. I could see William Jackson being someone Van Joseph is familiar with him, um, as well as they are in a great spot, you know, to draft a cornerback, you know, a, a JC Horn or a Caleb Farley, or, you know, they, they're in a great spot to draft a corner. Um, so I, I think, you know, they, they probably need two. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, that's where I think they go. Um, Titans, Johnny Smith and Corey Davis are their biggest free agents. They're going to try to re-sign them, but they don't have a ton of space. Yeah. So what do you guys think the Titans need to do? I, I think oh, Clowney's the other one who was a, a fantastic offseason acquisition <laughs> last year. It was a waste of money. Yeah, I mean, with the Titans, it's 
I, I think they're definitely going to attack wide receiver because AJ Brown's the only one on their roster. I don't see it being Corey Davis unless it's like a one year. Hey, you didn't get your money. Go get it next year because of COVID. Um, they offensively just kind of stay with the same scheme, build the O line, and just let Derrick Henry run the football. And then defensively, Vrabel has slipped, and that defense has not improved from his first year there. And they they've been missing. I don't know if they've been missing in the draft or I, I think the like Jeffrey Simmons is great, and I think the linebackers they have are finesse, but they don't have that bumper that I would expect Rabel to bring a yeah. part of that team. Yeah. Landry's Landry's what he's heading in his third or fourth year. Yeah, Harold he Landry. Yeah, he he's got more in him than what he's given. I think, you know, whether it's you would think putting him and Simmons next to each other that between the two of them they would have triple digit damn sacks, but that's not how <laughs> it's working out, is it? Yeah. So yeah, and the whole Rashawn Evans at you know the thumper. I mean, hell, he wasn't even playing uh, full time snaps last year until Brown went down. So and then I still don't think he played. Uh, so yeah, they've had they've had a few. I think I think it, we could assume that the the draft picks haven't quite worked out the way that they wanted them to. Yeah. So, so I, I did skip a few teams. So um, the Raiders, the Ravens, the Cowboys, and the Seahawks—they all have roughly twenty million dollars. Starting off with the Raiders, they just let their entire offensive line go this week, except for Rodney Hudson. Um, so I assume they're gonna try to retool that offensive line. Where do you think the Raiders go in free agency? They have about $20 million. I think the free agency-wise, it's. I think they should just not spend money for once. I mean, this just hasn't worked, and this going to be the year to kind of t- peel it apart and not get into another bad contract. Gruden signed for 10 years, and it seems like the first three or four are going to be an absolute waste, from my opinion. Yeah. No disagreement here. Ravens. <laughs> the Ravens get some got of about- money back from their – Littleton signing. Yeah. yeah. And Ravens got about $18 million. Matthew Judon and uh, Yannick Ngakwe. One of those guys is going to be leaving. Maybe both. What do you guys uh, think w- about those guys re-signing? And uh, what are some spots where they could go? I think getting a bigger-bodied receiver that's got some speed for Lamar will be a huge thing. I, I don't see how they would address it through free agency necessarily, but with free agency, it's just attacking that offensive line and getting depth because they got dismantled and they didn't replace Marshall Yonda, and it showed. That's They weren't the same rushing attack until that end of the year, but that was because of the fact that at the end of the year, it's really it's a lot easier to run the football. It's just, you know, the guys get worn down, and they actually, with their injury, some of the guys started to come back, and Lamar missed that one week of COVID, and I believe he said he wanted to start running again. <laughs> And he just started taking 15, 16 carries instead of sitting in the packet or pocket and dropping back. Yeah. Back. That's it. As far as the guys on the defensive line, I mean, they, they got Campbell last year. Uh, I, it's a, they're one of the biggest pass rushing teams out there. You know, I don't know what the numbers were yet last year, but they definitely led it the year before. And Juden is nothing special. He's just, you know, the, the amount of rushing he does is what got his numbers up a year or so ago. And I think that surface this past year, he didn't have a good season until they got Yannicky moved in there with him. You know, just a sign he couldn't do it on his own. But 
I'm not impressed with the, either one of them. And I think that their system is built to uh, overwhelm by numbers so they can bring in anybody they want and put yeah. them in there and just scheme it. I, I agree. I agree. I, and I think as far as the receivers, I, I just, I don't see a receiver making a career decision to go play in Baltimore. Number one, it's a low pass volume offense. You're going to be asked to block a ton and get, you know, rolled up on your ankles and knees rolled up on all the time. And then you got Lamar Jackson, who I'm not a Lamar Jackson hater, but I'm telling you, if I had the decision to go have Aaron Rodgers throw me the ball for the next three years or Lamar Jackson, um, I'm going to go with Aaron Rodgers because I'm probably going to get much more money on that next contract. Um, but we'll see. Money does talk. And the Ravens, if they were to throw more money at somebody that, you know, maybe they can get him over there like a like a Corey Davis or a Kenny Galladay. Yeah. Um, I miss the Cowboys. They have $18.8 million, edge rusher, corner, and tackle. Um, you know, the Cowboys, they just made a huge signing with Dak Prescott. So, obviously, they're invested in him. They got CeeDee Lamb. Uh, the offense is pretty well taken care of, um, but the offensive line does have some some holes. What are your thoughts about the uh, the Cowboys? Uh, for me, it's, it's attack that secondary and get pieces that Dan Quinn likes. I think personally trying to pull off a Richard Sherman for a cheap deal as a veteran corner just to plug into the same scheme that has made him millions and millions of dollars. Uh, people are probably going to try to put Patrick Peterson there. I don't see the money fitting, and I also don't see Patrick Peterson necessarily wanting to go play for Jerry Jones yeah. and what's going on over there. But, uh, yeah, no, uh, Pat, uh, Richard Sherman would be the key free agent for me and the Cowboys. Wow. I, secondary? I, I, I don't know. I, I, I didn't. I wasn't impressed. Their, their line, you had Alden Smith. You had all these guys that just that finally got to get on the field this year together. Gregory, you know, all these kind of throwback um, rehab guys. And, it looked so promising at the beginning of the year and, and, and who stood up? It was the Mark, Marcus Lawrence, you know? So, uh, I mean, interior, the interior defensive line could stand a lot of help. That is where Crawford's not getting it done. I think if they had a better interior, it would help the outside edge. Yeah. So I, I would, I would see what might be in free agency when it comes to that. See who you could go pay to, to sure up the inside. Yeah. And then the next one would be the chiefs. Um, obviously they just got rid of their both, both of their tackles. So um, you don't play in the super bowl, then you're fired. Um, so they got rid of both the, the tackles. They got about $12 million. So that's not even going to buy you one tackle. Yeah. Um, so they're going to have to make some money moves. They're going to have to do some things to sure up that offensive line. Cause that's, that's the engine that drive the, the offense is the engine that drives that team. Um, are there any things, any, any other pieces on defense? Obviously, they're well taken care of on the skill players. They they, they need to re. Their their defense is ridiculous. One of one of the higher paid middle inside linebackers, Hitchens can't even be counted on to be on the field all the time because he sucks. Um, Frank <laughs> Clark's not getting it done. Chris Jones is not getting it done. Um, I was asked, you know, somebody one of our members asked, say, hey man, I'm I'm taking. Uh, I'm taking the Chiefs in the seven points, and I said you're crazy. I said I'm 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 taking Tampa Bay, and uh, the the opposite because of the defense. I didn't. Tampa Bay's defense was won that won that game by just literally being better than the Chiefs' defense. 
period. Chiefs defense is terrible, terrible. They need they need to revamp that whole whole situation, whatever they could get. Yeah, I mean, they're it's basically the live and buy or live and die by the blitz for that defense and spending. I mean, cap number wise, Frank Clark counts for twenty six million dollars against the cap. Tyron Matthew eight or twenty. Chris Jones twenty one. $60 million are going to those three players, while Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, and Patrick Mahomes, in terms of cap number, is 35 mil. Huh. That huh. doesn't add up right. For what, is Hitchens, Hitchens, Hitchens a free agent? No, he's, yeah. he's still on the cap. He's $10 million, yeah. and another dude that's going to end up restructuring, and they're going to create money somewhere to get one of those tackles back. Yeah, that's crazy. So I, I'm just going to fire through the last the last bottom. These All these teams I'm about to list off are all under $10 million, mm-hmm. and some of them are negative more than $10 million. So the Buccaneers have 9.6. The Vikings have 9.3. The Bills have 6.2. Steelers have 5.0. The Lions got 3.3. The Giants got 2.4. They're working on a deal with Leonard Williams that might bring that number up a little bit. And then Nate Soldier is also reworking a deal. So the Giants might end up closer to $10 million. But again, all those teams I just listed are not going to be big players in free agency. So stop telling everybody the Giants are going to sign Kenny Galladay. Where the hell are the Giants spending all that money? Uh, Bradbury plus probably dead cap from, I'm not, there's, there's some dead cap out there. Um, you're looking at, obviously Nate soldier is a big piece. 19 million is going to Leonard Williams. Um, Logan Ryan just signed. Um, Martinez made a nice little bit, but not that. Yeah. That's all they had. I would have had a lot of guys to show for it. Yeah. I mean, Saquon Barkley's making 10 mil. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people forget he's on his rookie contract. He's still getting ten million dollars. Evan Ingram is getting paid. At, uh, he's he's on a fifth year option, so he's getting paid decent money, and it's all hundred percent guaranteed. Sterling mm. Shepard's making about nine million dollars. So yeah, it's it, you. You'd like to see a better a, a better product out there. Um, you know, with that. So I, I'm as a Giants fan, I'm really hoping that we can get a soldier down to like. Nothing, because <laughs> um, I really—he's uh, getting paid. I think he's 19 million on the cap, so he's—he's—he's uh, he's, he's gonna be a big one. Um, Packers got negative two million dollars, and that was before they signed Aaron Jones. Uh, Falcons got negative 10. Saints got negative 17. Eagles got negative 18, and the the Rams are off my chart. So I think they're like negative, negative 33. Negative 33. So. You're, you're going to see some more moves. Um, I really hope everyone enjoyed the show today. I mean, we really are going to do a show every Sunday. I want to bring different guests on. You guys are all obviously I appreciate you guys staying 30 minutes over. Um, you know, Sundays, uh, I'd like to, you know, obviously uh, hang out with everybody every Sunday um, mm-hmm. just because Sundays without football suck. And um, talking football on Sunday makes it better. So I appreciate everyone that listened. appreciate you guys. Any parting words before we go? Well, for me, just buckle up, guys. This is going to be a fun free agency and one wild one. That's for sure. I haven't yeah. even had a, a second to digest the Taysom Hill news. I'm like <laughs> thinking years. about it right now. Like I, I'm getting my phone is blowing up. Like four year, 140 million dollars for a time. That is it's straight. Crazy. Are getting paid. I think I'm getting ready to draft him in my next pick. <laughs> my second QB. That's smart. Smart. That's what happens when news drops in the middle of a draft. All right, see you guys. See you. Have a good one. Later.